Good afternoon and welcome to Mentoring Monday. And this is the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group with your host, Sean Smith. And uh, we are, <clears throat> excuse me, we are also in the podcast, KLE podcast, uh, all things about kingdom leadership and equipping kingdom leaders. The whole thing about kingdom leadership is to have the right mindset. We need a generation of leaders that have the right mindset. Simply because we need the right facilitation of the right generation to arise that will engage, equip, and empower the next generation. We've got to be mobilized into the, the world around us, into our culture, into our communities, into our homes, and everything starts, everything is accomplished by leadership. And so we need you to become and to be and to uh, evolve. Is that the right word? No, it probably is develop into having the right mindset. You know, I love what Jesus said. He said, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins because it'll tear and, uh, and break and the new wine will be lost. And that is the thing is we try and insert we try and insert what God wants to do into an old system and it's not working into an old order. We're not allowing God's order, kingdom order to be established starting right here. We, we don't allow it to happen. Anyway, that's not the point of my discussion today is what we're going to talk about is how to overcome team set, setbacks. You know, a critical element, and this is one of the factors that I no, I've noticed over the years in in ministry, in um, uh, yeah, in ministry in church, is the one thing that we don't do is if build effective teams. I didn't do it. You know, I, I discovered only afterwards how important teams were. I just did a podcast now in the Leadership Boost. If you want to pop over there for today, um, the leaders know how to build team culture. And what I discovered when I started working in the business arena was how lack, how much lack there is in team building and, and, and team culture specifically. And what it, most of the time what we want is to have sort of this mentality of I'm the boss and you all have to do what I say. You are my team. You know, and that's not teamwork. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus influenced, Jesus led, Jesus mentored, but he released them to go and do what they they had to do. And he just gave them instructions and left them. And then he rejoiced when they came back with a good report. In fact, within three and a half years, he exited and left everything. You know, his exit strategy kicked in and he left everything to those 12 disciples who were mentored by him to carry the message, to carry the activity, to carry the establishing and the furthering, the representing and the and the um, uh, representing and reflecting of his kingdom to the next generation. So we we need to understand that team is vital, but it cannot be a boss mentality. When I'm working with a team, when I'm working with uh, business teams, I tell the boss, I tell the CEO, the MD, if you cannot come in here and be a team member, work as a team member, then leave. You know, you you cannot be welcome in a team setting because otherwise there's this hierarchy and everybody's looking to you for the answer. Especially when it comes to kingdom leadership, we need to understand is that there's only one king. And when we sit around the table as a team, 
we need to get clarification on the strategy God wants us to move forward. Now, I'm not talking about that there isn't leadership. I'm just talking about as a team, when we decide on values, when we decide on, on alignment with the overall organizational direction and strategy, there needs to be buy-in from everybody. It cannot be imposed. We've got this idea that as if I can impose it and they just have to do it. It's about mindsets. It's about attitudes. It's about value. It's about it's about mission. It's about vision. It's about you know everybody getting in alignment and getting on the same page. I've often approached uh, churches with with this concept. You know, is that because the, I, I hear leaders complaining about their teams. You know, the eldership is not working. This one is not working. These team members are not working. Nobody wants to do what I want to do. And the thing is, they're losing. They've lost perspective as leaders. What they need to do is get everybody on the same page, moving in the same direction, working with a bigger, with a bigger purpose, with a bigger vision, with a bigger mission. And, and, um, they lose that sight of that. And they think everything's up to them. You are, you know, have you heard this one? It's die vision. You know, it's like, it's either my vision or no vision. You know, we cannot have two visions. You leave. I did these mistakes. You understand? I, I screwed it up like that in in my pastoral ministry and demanded people follow. And I didn't, in fact, first clarify and first get clarity and first get people. Now, I'm not just saying it's a free for all. Please don't, you know, let's not get weird on things. But I'm saying is that we need to get clarity that this is where the ministry is going and then embrace those visions and everybody is able to align with it and move in the right direction. I'm just saying is that when we come with a boss mentality with this like overlord mentality, I am the, you know, I am the ultimate, it, it, there's something wrong and, and what you're going to do is build up a chronic chronic pain within your ministry where people can't buy in. And I'm talking business as well. Business, you cannot do that. I, I was talking about on the other podcast, on the on the, the Leadership Boost podcast, I was talking about how I worked with a very, very um, high-profile organization. And the, the, the director came into a a training situation that I was doing with some of the managers who were having a massive team problem. And he just came in and said, sort out the attitude. And I said to him, you got to leave because you're, you coming in with this hierarchical mindset is not going to help. Everybody's just going to shut down and not cooperate. And we want everybody's input. You've got to get the team working together. And that starts with building team culture. All right. So what is the team setback? And that's what we want to talk about today. Team setback overcoming team setback. So one of the team setbacks that we have that that I've seen becomes very quickly entrenched with the leaders and their teams is unforgiveness. Now you go, oh no, we you know we walk in the power of we walk in the power of forgiveness, Sean. We you know we forget. Now I'm telling you is that sometimes hurt, disappointment, delusionment, dis, disillusionment comes into the team, and and things are said emotionally, things are hurtful, things are said, and that begin to affect. And as a leader, oftentimes you're standing up the front. You're taking all of this and, you know, you, you feel like you're being abused. You feel like you're being used and, and nobody wants to go with you. And what happens is now suddenly resentment comes up. There's resentment in the team towards each other and you have resentment towards others. One leader said to me, I don't trust anybody on my team. And so well, then you don't have a team. 
What you've got to do is you've got to get over it. <laughs> you've got to get over it. You know, I was talking uh, talking um, on on um, can't remember. Anyway, one of one of my podcasts, I think on on Sunday, yes, on on the the leadership boost, my Sunday boost message uh, about dads. You know, leaders being dads, and I was saying how how that um, uh, last year. The Sunday before, the, the, on, on the Sunday of Father's Day here, my, my youngest son and I had a bit of a fallout and, and there was a, some misunderstanding and and uh, and he 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 was just frustrated with his whole with where he was and everything else and and boy he just he, he just lashed out at me and and after that you know for the next day or two our relationship was really strained. Now him and I are pretty close and and so you know I could really feel this strain on our relationship but but that night Tuesday the Tuesday night two days later at at 12 o'clock that night while we we went to hospital at 12 at one o'clock the next morning Wednesday morning he was diagnosed with cancer and uh, with a with a 20 centimeter tumor in his abdomen and uh, and I you know, as a dad at that point in time, you you can't be saying, "Well, you know, you, you look what you said to me. You on your own, baby." You know, um, yet we've got two visions going here. This is not going to work. We th- at that point in time, you've got to say it doesn't. It, all the past doesn't matter. You know, right then, it, it doesn't matter what was said, what was done, um, how how you held, you know, how you dealt with it, or how I dealt with it. It doesn't matter at that point in time. I took him in my arms. We were both crying at that point in time, and I just held him and I said, "You know what? I want to tell you is that the Word of God says, and I'm going to be here." I said, "The Word of God says that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, and we're going to walk by faith, and we are going to um, tackle this thing, and we're going to overcome this thing." You know, I was scared stuff. I mean. My heart just blew apart, you know, within me at that point in time. It seemed like every every demon in hell was shouting at my head at that point in time. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to face this, I don't, you know. And But I knew that we had to stand. I'm sorry. I knew that we had to stand by faith. Otherwise, we would lose and we would lose him. And if I lost him, what, I don't know what I would do. And at that point in time, I just held him and I said, this is what the word of God says. And, and we have prayed and we agreed together right there. But at that point in time, it didn't matter anything of the past. You know, right there. I mean, I had already forgiven him. But, you know, you cannot carry resentment. At that point in time, he needed me. For the next six months, we journeyed together 24 hours a day, uh, just facing. And you, when he would sleep, I was seeking God, listening to the word on healing. When, when when he was awake, I was with him. When he came out of surgery, I slept next to him. You know, it, the whole family contributed and, you know, everybody was awesome. And our friends in England and we, were awesome. And people just sending love and prayers and, and support and whatever else. It was awesome. But, you know... As a dad, I had to be there. This was my team member, you know, if I can use that analogy. He was my team member. I had to be there. I had to carry him through that time, sleep next to him, make sure he takes his medication, help him up, you know, see him through the thing. I mean, I cried many tears, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter what had happened in the past. That's where you've got to walk in forgiveness. You know, um, Colossians chapter 3.13, Paul says this, bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving. 
forgiving each other. If one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. One of the biggest setbacks in teams is actually having incidents where there's disagreement, where there is... Um, where there is misunderstanding, miscommunication, and and the leader is not interested in actually understanding and getting everybody on the same page, where the leader harbors um, resentment and it's unforgiveness. It doesn't matter how you look at it, where he holds resentment in his heart. I've dealt with one leader that I dealt with destroyed my ministry simply because he held resentment. He held resentment against people and he he resented everybody that would that would differ with him or disagree with him or wouldn't go with him. He destroyed people's lives, marriages, destroyed their, their ministries because he had such, he harbored such resentment and resentment breeds tremendous insecurity in your life. And you cannot function, you cannot function um, in the spirit of God, in the spirit of grace, in the spirit of authority, you, you don't have, you cannot operate in authority if, if you have this, if you're harboring this resentment. Oh, you can do nice praise and worship. You can do nice messages. You know, you can smile and, and wear your suits. But the fact of the matter is, is that you are carrying dead men's bones on the inside in your soul. And that dead men's bones in your soul is going to affect every relationship around you. It's going to be death in your team. It's going to be death in your team. Your team, and you're going to start finding people are going to criticize, disagree with each other, not just with you. And so, you know, as a leader, you've got to come in and you've got to overcome those setbacks. You've got to switch off those setbacks. You've got to reach beyond the setbacks, and especially the setback of unforgiveness. You've got to remove that setback and get back into, into that compliant heart and saying, it doesn't matter what you did. I'm going to trust you. You know, it's hard. I, I thought about it yesterday. I thought, you know, one of something after so many incidents and so many situations with bad leadership is like, it's hard for me to trust. It's hard for me to trust uh, leaders now because I just think, what, what are you going to say? What are you going to do now? Because to protect your throne. And, and But, you know, at the same time, I just have to put that aside. I cannot carry resentment in my heart. And go, I will trust again. I will be vulnerable again. I will be authentic again. I will be transparent again. I will give my life and my heart because I cannot serve effectively if I do not give my heart and my life, if I do not have, you know, if I do not have a compliant, if I do not have a forgiving um, heart, I, I, I cannot, I cannot serve effectively. In fact, um, to carry resentment in your heart, to carry unforgiveness in your heart is going to grow into anger. It's going to grow into bitterness. It's going to grow into cynicism and hard-heartedness. It's going to affect your relationships around you. And so I really, really want to encourage you as a leader, if you're listening today, get rid of the resentment, get rid of the unforgiveness, get your team together and, uh, you know, talk about what happened, what was the, what, how were we affected by it, and how are we going to move beyond this? Time and time again, leadership, uh, church splits, ministry, you know, whatever, d destructions, 
always are caused by people that cannot work together in relationship, that cannot work in team. Teams keep things together, I'm telling you. And Jesus knew that, and that's why he worked hard for three and a half years to put 12 guys together. And in fact, when one guy left, they, they immediately knew how to include somebody else, and they kept on doing it, just kept on repeating what Jesus had put into them effectively. I'm telling you, Jesus was the most powerful leader that's ever walked on the face of the earth. He could do this. But we've, we've got to bear graciously with one another. You know, we've got to get beyond our resentments and our, our little issues that we have with other people. The differences. Some, everybody's going to be different. Some people are going to question you. Some people want more facts. Some people want, you know, want um, bigger vision. So, you know, everybody's going to come with a different, uh, with something different. And as a leader, you've got to be adaptable and flexible and work with each situation and as required. You've got to be smart. You've got to be wise. The pro- one of the problems we have in ministry t- today and, you know, a lot of ministry is that a lot of people, we've got great administrative gifts. We've got great um, preaching gifts and we've got, you know, all, all, the, all the different stuff, but we don't have great leadership. <laughs> That's the thing is we don't have good leadership who know how to engage people, who know to, how to empower people. And that's, you know, that is something we've got to overcome. But the foundational thing that I want to share with you today is you've got to overcome setbacks by first starting with the with um, walking in forgiveness. Um, you know, you, I don't care how smart you are and I don't care how gifted you are and I don't care how wonderful you are and how anointed you think you are. But if you've got resentment, if you don't, if you've got trust issues, if you've got problems with people because they've they've challenged you, because they've disagreed with you, because they've shared with you, they may even have criticized you. You know, I'm telling you, is that that Sunday night, my son was harsh with me, harsh. I don't, he didn't understand, but I knew he was coming from a place of frustration, but he was harsh. Two days later, he needed me. And you know, to, yesterday, he gave me this. And the words in it, I, can't, I won't share the words with you, but the words were amazing. It says for the podcast, the best dads get promoted to grandpa. And he just said, you the best dad to me. And, uh, and you're now promoted to grandpa. <laughs> so now you can have twice the trouble with all, all the kids. <laughs> and so, you know, is that we journeyed together. We had transformation. But it took me having unconditional love, unconditional love to forgive as much as he had to forgive me, you know, in the, as, as a team. And you know what? We won. We, we overcame that thing. You know, it was removed and uh, taken out by surgery, and he, he's been going for scans and tests, and he is cancer-free. Isn't that awesome? He's strong. He's working. He's training. Uh, he's, he's living life. He's got his confidence back. He's out there, you know, loving people, working with people, building relationships with people, and, um, and because he won. But if we, what would have happened if we had harbored unforgiveness in our hearts, if we'd allowed that one incident, that one disagreement, if we'd allowed that thing to get deep down inside of us and cause us resentment, what would have happened then? You know, we cannot allow um, the, 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 the bad things, the, the, the difficult times to affect us as leaders, especially as leaders. I, I always say to, to parents, who's the parent? You know, you can't, you can't be demanding that the child act properly. You're the parent. 
You've got to set the the model. You've got to set the pace. But we want to be leaders. We want to be called dads in the house. But we, we don't know how to build good relationships. We don't know how to overcome um, our own little issues with resentments and people differing with us. We've got to overcome these things. And we've got to grow up and begin to bear graciously with one another and willingly forgive each other. If, if, one, if one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. Just as. The measure is Jesus didn't hold anything against us. Father hasn't held anything against us. Loves us regardless. Ro- loves us unconditionally. <laughs> loves us relentlessly. Isn't that awesome? Where are you as a leader? And I'm not just talking about those that, that um, hold leadership positions. I'm talking about you. In the team, if you're part of a team, and if you're in a church, you're in a team. If, if you're in, in a group, uh, you know, a mastermind group or an accountability group, you're in a team. If you're in a family, you're in a team. What are you going to do? 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 <laughs> thank you for listening and thank you for being with me today. Hey, it's great to have you with me, Wayne. appreciate you. And Crystal, great to have you on again. Um, appreciate you tuning in and, and Josh all the way from Africa. So great to have you with me, Steve. Um, love you lots, but, and, uh, appreciate you all until next time and, uh, till next Monday or whenever teaching Tuesday <laughs> last week, I missed teaching Tuesday. I don't know what happened. I think I got caught up in, in, uh, appointments and discussions and conversations and things. And I missed teaching Tuesday. Can you believe it? So um, this week, we will not miss teaching Tuesday. We will be here for teaching Tuesday um, this week. All right. So love and appreciate you. Until next time, this is Sean saying God bless you and have be a powerful kingdom leader in your time. All right. God bless you. Thank you. KLE for being with me as well. Until next time, it's over and out. God bless you guys.